This is Chris. And this is Andrew, and welcome back to Video Games Cover to Cover here, part two of our coverage of Dragon Quest XI-S, Definitive Edition. More things. No, I think that's Echoes actually all of it. of an elusive age. Yeah, yes. there you go. That one. Part it two. It is a very long name. It is. A bunch of words. Part two, part 57 in our total podcast series which is insane every time i say the number i'm like wow i can't believe we've been doing it this long so i think we stopped off last time we had just jumped off the cliff yes that's right i i was gonna i was actually gonna start way after that so it's a good thing you said something no yeah we we literally just got the title screen that's right <laughs> that's right so so basically like the initial episode of this entire podcast last week was really just the tutorial episode yes correct and which basically just sets up for the entire the entire world hates you presumably as far as we're aware anyway yeah i mean except for your hometown they seem to be big fans well yeah i mean your hometown definitely loved you we don't know we were only the luminary there for like a day, so we don't know how they immediately felt after that. Maybe that's why they were in such a hurry to move us on. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, and I can only assume that's the case because what's his face immediately bolted out there to go kill everybody. So presumably, yeah, it, it, it definitely seemed like he was not up to anything good. If they were Team Luminary before, I'm sure they're probably not gonna be now. Although, realistically, that wouldn't even be fair to the Luminary, considering that's not even his fault. But then again, like everything that's happened, uh, none of it's really been the Luminary's fault, and he's still getting blamed for it. Exactly. So that's just really par for the course for him right now. So at this point, we we pick up in a church where uh, the older nun? Yeah. Are they nuns in this universe? Well, I mean, that's the thing is... Everything is very clearly presented like the like a Catholic church or whatever, other than the fact that they worship a goddess. <laughs> but then I that also doesn't that. make sense, because shouldn't the priests be women then? I, I, well, no, because they only flipped that one thing, right? Everything else is exactly the same. I understand that, but it, I mean, not to get philosophical or anything here, but it kind of seems, you know, like the role should have been whatever, not going to you know, not going to harp on. It's just really interesting that like of all the video games, like Dragon Quest dances closer to the line of being like a real world religion than any other. And then just pulls back at the very last second. Well, and then, and you kind of glossed over it last time, but what I'm saying is the deity in this case, being a goddess, I feel like is an improvement overall. (laughs) So, as far as I'm concerned, they just made things better. A, a lot of fictional religions use female deities, and I, I think that's on purpose to avoid comparing it to real world stuff. It's just really weird because Dragon Quest 
almost goes out of its way to make you think of a real world one because they look exactly the same. The churches look similar. The everybody dresses like like it is shot for shot a Catholic priest, a Catholic nun, or whatever. Oh, but it's a random goddess. Like they go so far. Do you ever find out what they what the name is of the goddess? I don't even I don't know, know what the religion is in this universe. They they haven't even brought it up once. I don't know that they ever have in the series, honestly. Interesting. But you wake up, and she basically tells you, Now, dearies, make sure that you watch out, because there's some fugitives afoot. Gotcha. Understood. Boy, that old evil luminary, that guy, is such a jerk. He blasts in every single room, shoots everything on fire. I met that guy once. Bad news, <laughs> I tell you. Bad, bad news, that luminary. Yeah. T- ter- Not terrible. a good guy. He left this mark on my hand, you know, like it was like a branding or something. It's awful. Whoa, what's that about a mark? Not Nothing, nothing. Gloves. <laughs> Eric's looking over like at you like you're an idiot. Like, dude, come on, man. Like, I just looked it up. Her name is Rubis, apparently. You know for a fact Harry Potter wasn't going around dishing out lightning scars on everybody. You can't just assume the luminaries just infecting everybody with his light. Oh, I don't know. That sounds like something he would do. He's so he's so terrible. <laughs> But yeah, the the goddess's name is apparently Rubus, according to uh, the wiki. Mother to Hagrid. I knew there was a reason I brought up Harry Potter. I just is in the back of my mind. Hagrid's mom was named Rubus? I don't know, but his name is Rubius Hagrid. Fair enough. Okay. I was just really confused. I don't know what his mom's name is. I don't even know if they ever said it. Andrew, Rubus, Rubius. I, I get it now. You gotta catch up, man. The joke's not funny if you gotta explain it. Jeez. I mean, it could just be not funny regardless. I, whoa. <laughs> Let's take a step back and, and, and stop laying down attacks here. Just because that may or may not be true. So, after you're done with this whole interchange with this uh, nice old nun, or... Rubian. Rubon. Rubizian. A Renun. <laughs> With this nice old lady, it is time to continue our journey. And Eric tells you that in order for... Basically, he says, oh, by the way, we need to go pick up this orb I stole for reasons. He's like, we can go to cobblestone because you know that's your hometown and it sure seems an awful lot like that guy is not good based off of what you told me but we got to go get this orb man what, what i assume you told me anyway since you never actually say anything but you know <laughs> and and so we 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 got to get this orb why well that's my business it doesn't That's matter. That's not an, a, a reason. Yeah. No. And certainly not a valid one. 
Eric, I just met you, and while you did help me escape prison, which is not it's insignificant, my business <laughs> to have this orb that the king wants isn't exactly a great. Reason. I mean, to be fair, after what just happened, the king wants it is a pretty good reason to not give it to him. Oh no, I understand that, but we're already. You know what? I guess you're right. We're already in some deep business with the king. I guess stealing this ultra-rare orb is just going to be one more thing. That's just going to be more iron in the he's evil fire. I mean, he he already wanted to kill you, so like, what more could he do, right? Yeah, but now he can be like, he stole my orb. And then when they, they're like, hey, Eric, what's up, man? I'm like, I'm noticing this red glow from your backpack. This king said you guys stole an orb. Now, that can't be true, right? Like, you're not actually evil. That's just a coincidence. Would you mind if I just took a quick look at that bag? No? Well, I guess that guy must be right. All I'm saying is we shouldn't be supplying the king with evidence to our evality. I don't think that's really an issue, but fair enough. Yeah, I mean, my guess is, at least from what I've gathered of the story so far, he's maybe the only one that is against you. I don't, obviously, I don't know, because I actually haven't met another king yet. But, you know, who knows how far his influence is going to, going to reach. But, okay. Let's go get this red orb. Uh, and, and so then that takes us to the slums of the town. Right, yes. He has to go back and get it from its hiding place. I have to be honest, Andrew. Why is the king just allowing a bunch of thieves to set up shop essentially right outside his door? Didn't one of the guards basically say, like, they're going to exist anyway, and at least this place, they kind of keep them, like, quarantined rather than running around all over the city? I mean, maybe, but that's like saying, hey, here's a whole bunch of thieves. Let's just have them set up shop in my basement so that way I can keep an eye on them. No wonder this guy's orb got stolen! Are you kidding me? This king is clearly not very intelligent. <laughs> well, I mean, he tried to murder the luminary, so like well, he's already batting, you know, zero on good decisions. I'm glad I looted that guy's that that guy's whole area. You know what I'm actually upset you see? about? Oh, yet more reasons why he doesn't deserve the orb. That one guy, I, I remember at one point. Somebody saying, hey, it sure would be cool if you could get whatever that is from on top of that chandelier. Did you figure out how to do that? No. In that castle? Or is that something that I'm going to have to come back for? I I'm assuming we're going to have to come back, just like the treasure chest in the, in the jail. Because, like, yeah, I had no I, I couldn't find any way to do anything. That's another thing, Andrew. Are you allowed to swim in this game? Or do you have to just pick up on that later? Because there are definitely areas that are meant to be explored in a swimming-type fashion, but there's 
no way that I can figure out to actually swim. I mean, I couldn't say either way because as far as I know, no, but like you couldn't jump in previous Dragon Quest games either. So like it's and there's a lot of things that are new this time around. One of them that I'm specifically talking about is not to fast forward or anything, but when we were in Cobblestone, I took a slight detour from everything to take Eric up to the top, which was a gigantic waste of time, by the way, because I thought, hey, no one's ever seen it up here. Everyone made a big deal about how awesome this view is. Eric gets up there and he's like, cool. So about that, are we going to go get this orb or... <laughs> Look, he's a man on a mission. And on my way up, I noticed something that I had noticed before. There was stairs leading down in one of those sections, but it was covered by water and you couldn't go down any farther. And there were specifically two pots sitting there. And I, I remember breaking the pots and then I remember investigating because I'm like, this definitely goes down farther it's very clear that the stairs keep going. Oh, yeah. I think I, I saw those on my initial there. trip or something. Yeah, because I think I know what you're talking about. And I've also recently come across a chest that's just on an island by itself. And I could not figure out for the life of me. So, I mean, yeah, by that logic, yeah, we're going to have to get either the ability to swim or like a, you know, maybe we'll get like a fish mount. Like we have a horse. Well, I know that there are some monsters in the overworld. Well, not the overworld, but in the dungeons and stuff that do specific things. Like the last time you had mentioned the, the one that crawls up walls or whatever. And here very soon, we're going to find one that allows you to jump. And so yeah. I'm wondering if maybe that there's like an overworld element that will eventually come into play. But I guess back to the story. So you're hanging out in these slums and and which hilariously, the slums have better gear for sale than the actual capital kingdom did. I don't know if you noticed that. I did. Maybe they and just I stole it all. I can only imagine that it's because the king specifically forbade everybody to sell good items to the luminary <laughs> he's like listen people this guy's on his way here you will not sell him anything of value and if he brings any of his money in here we're taking it bank it's a good thing I never trusted that whole city actually thinking back on it when the king asks where you're from, where else could you be from? This kingdom apparently only has one town. That's a great point, Andrew. Maybe you made your maybe you made your way here from another town from the door dimension or whatever that we'll get to in a little bit. And you just happened to find your way here or something. I, who knows? The real answer is because video games. But that is funny that there's only one town. Because all the other towns are in ruins. Presumably because this king destroyed all of them. 
In reality, he always knew that the Luminary was in Cobblestone. He just wanted to build them up to eventually destroy them later because he's he's just a bad dude. Again, his decision-making is just phenomenally terrible. Right, because, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I feel like one of the best ways to remain king is to go out and kill literally everyone in your kingdom. <laughs> Or I guess half of the kingdom in this case, because he did technically leave the capital city alone. How else are you supposed to keep the people in line, Andrew? You, you got to kill like half of them. Every few it, years, it, you just got to like call the entire population. It's what's his face, the Titan, um, the the guy. I don't know. Shoot, the glove guy, the purple guy. <laughs> Thanos? Yes! <laughs> if anyone was confused as to how I don't remember anything or be able to pronounce anyone's names, you're getting a taste. So this Thanos, is my life. This is my life all the time. He saw Endgame, this king, and he was like, you know what? That guy's got a point. There is enough resources for everyone. I gotta kill half the population. Hopefully Luminary was in one of those. You think that they would have went around checking hands, but whatever. No, they're not gonna do that. Well, they already knew where the Luminary was. That was his trigger. That was the condition he set for himself. When the Luminary shows up, that means overpopulation, because now he, you know they're starting to reincarnate people, which means I gotta kill half of them. <laughs> This isn't good. They're starting to reuse people. This is bad news. Yeah, that's not good. So basically the whole time we're there, Eric is like, oh, turns out his buddy betrayed him and stole the orb because of course he did. Also, my dude, you literally just threw it in a pile of garbage. Literally anyone could have found it. It's a glowing or I get it later and it's a gigantic glowing orb. Anyone walking by the garbage pile at night, even the troops would be like, hey, if I was a betting man, I'd say that's the orb the king's looking for. It looks pretty important. I'm going to be honest with you. But. And then his buddy looks at him. He goes, what you're not getting is that that's garbage. Could possibly be right, there. Right, exactly. The orb isn't garbage, therefore it can't be in the garbage pile, obviously. So, honestly, it made the most sense. There's no one would think to look in the trash. <laughs> I have to think that some people would think to look in the trash. At a certain point... If you're, I don't know how long he's been in there, but apparently it's been an awful long time because he's able to dig a hole essentially out with a spoon. After a certain amount of time of looking, wouldn't you go, hey, you know, we never thought to check the garbage. Maybe he threw it in there. In the slum town, but only the thieves go in the slum. Well, isn't he a thief? Uh, only thieves go in the slums. It couldn't be there. It's the first place they should have looked. 
only thieves go in the slum town. He is a thief. <laughs> he he literally stole the ore. They sh- they would have found it immediately. So Eric doesn't really have. I mean, I like Eric. He seems to be a good dude. So far, buddy, your decision making hasn't been that great either. Sure. You trusted in the luminary. Slightly better than the king, but that's a really low bar right now, man. Yeah, it's like, so far, you're at about a 50%. You know, actually, he's at about a 33%. Because first off, he got caught. So, like, cardinal rule, don't get caught. Second of all, oh, but he didn't rat rat out his buddy, so now he's back up to a 50%. But then he's back down to a 33% because he threw it in the garbage and told his buddy where it is. Now, if you want to be a successful thief, and I know this because I've been watching this thief on YouTube basically break down his entire process. If you're the guy who knows where the stuff is, you shouldn't tell everybody else because what do they need you for? Yeah. But anyway, so right now he's he's made a lot of bad decisions, but you know what? I'm going to wipe that slate clean because he trusted in the luminary even after he busted in the jail, kicked open the door and was shooting in lightning bolts all over the place. Because that's how I have to assume everything goes down for my luminary. <laughs> even as well- he's being drugged away, his his hand is lighting up and he's just shooting fireballs down from the sky. Well, I mean, when you first show up, I don't know about you, but the very first thing I did in my jail cell was start breaking all the pots and Eric starts yelling at you. Yes. Well, I think that's how you get it to continue. I think so, too. That's the very first thing I did is I'm like, well, I've got nothing else to do. And I see a guy there, but there's no way to talk to him. So let me just slam these pots. First pot. Hey, uh. You want to shut up there, guy? Um, trying to think over here. Okay, well, let's just smash the rest of these pots. Really tick this dude off, because maybe that'll cause some sort of a fight, and the guards will come down, and I can beat one of them up. Because at the time, I didn't know he was a good dude. But instead, he just decides to join up with you. So it actually works out even better. So really, the moral of the story is be as annoying as possible. And break all the pots. All I mean, of them. That's a well-established video game thing. I mean, have you ever played a Zelda game? <laughs> like one? My point is you constantly are breaking pots in Zelda. I don't remember breaking many pots in Breath of the Wild. Were there pots to even break? All right. Well, I mean, Breath of the Wild's so different. I mean, that's fair. I don't remember a bunch of pots in Breath of the Wild either, but literally all the other ones, it's just... It's I know exactly. I've watched Let's Plays. I yeah. I'm just being difficult. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you acknowledge that. <laughs> so we get to, uh, basically we go through this whole thing and, and he goes and he talks to, I think Ruby. And, uh, she basically says, Oh yeah, that dude right after you got pinched, turns out he came into a whole buttload of money and now he's sitting right up next to the King. And Eric's like, he sold me out. Really? (laughs) That's going to be a big old duh for me, dog. Are you kidding me, Eric? Of course he did that. So then 
you decide, okay, well, now the plan is to, you know, go get him. Right, because forget your cobblestone or whatever. I've got a score to settle. Yeah, it, it's okay. They're, like, everyone in town is, is probably being, like, super attacked right now. But let's just go ahead and and figure this whole situation out. So you go back up to the town that just immediately tried to kill you. Another brilliant plan. Well, first you got to distract the guard by scaring him with a dog. <laughs> yeah. Which, okay, cool. It doesn't seem like anybody in this town has has a problem distracting this guy. He's very clearly bad at his job. <laughs> I know. I just find it hilarious. It's like... It's not like, oh, he's allergic to dogs or whatever. He's just completely terrified. I'm like, you're a guard. Don't you work with dogs like constantly? Yes, but this one is a viciously trained killer. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it seemed real vicious. It definitely didn't just like walk up and like bark once and wag its tail. So then you got to go out to the one tree that's sparkling bash on it for a bit and then you get all the items you need except for the holy water which then you need to go get from the priest and sure enough use the dog guard immediately leaves cool, cool, cool. <laughs> never to be seen again just he, he, he's out he quit exactly because you go back down there later and the guards just gone he, okay so like he basically just just quit forever right oh cool this dog's attacking me again i guess it's time to leave my livelihood and just live in the countryside (laughs) you know i've always heard that cobblestone is nice (laughs) so you you get up to the top and you follow see i actually followed the same path this time because both times i used the rope to get into the city even though i didn't actually need to uh because that one the the one guy in front of the city when you first got there is like oh i can't get in can you find me a book on these two amazing heroes that turn out to be gigantic douchers yeah fine i'll find you your book and then he's like oh the guards won't let me in well they let me right in oh what your problem is buddy i'm the luminary (laughs) and then he's like hey i'm kind of a big deal you may want to like keep that on the dl you know the whole luminary thing oh why no reason just just between you and me you may not want to tell anybody about that then you get in there I think his name was was Dirk. That sounds right, yeah. Dirk, Eric, and Dirk. Or Derek. No, I think I want to say Dirk. I want to say it's Dirk. I agree. And so turns out he didn't betray you. But he did take the orb. In a way. He took the orb and then used the money to basically build this trading empire because he's apparently very good at selling stuff got married and then basically funneled all of his money into this thief who's 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 trapped in prison so he can bribe the guards and everything like that and eric is like you know i did think it was weird that not one time did the guards ever come in and ransack the place while i was digging my hole and he's like see 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 i didn't abandon you (laughs) 
And I was like, which yeah, how long has Eric been in there? Because yeah, he had time to get married and stuff. You're right. So like, it was like a long this time, dude. This poor guy. Like, can you imagine what it's like to be her? And then when you see her. And she's like, oh, you must be Eric, the thief he's always talking about. And the thief he's always funneling all of our money into. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, ma'am. <laughs> it's such an honor to meet you. <laughs> Good thing that guy's out of our life. You're not going to keep giving him money, right? <laughs> Turns out Eric has just been sitting on this giant pile of gold this whole time and just didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Because Dirk is still sending him money. And he's like, but... I've been keeping an eye on where this orb is because Eric is just so mad when he finds out that he took it. I mean, obviously he took it, whatever it's like, but he is like, from my perspective, unreasonably angry about it. And still when he, you know, once you finally get the orb back, you still, he does not tell you why he wants it. When you had told me last time about the mini forge and everything, I was like, oh, maybe the the red orb has something to do with the mini forge and like that's how it works or whatever. Well, that's not true nope. because I get that relatively soon and I definitely, you know, minus the fact that I keep talking about it at this point, I haven't gone back to get the orb yet. So I really don't know why he wants this thing so bad. Now, Which, I know from the title screen, it clearly has something to do with, with Yggdrasil because, you know, there is a shot of them all, everybody with an orb or whatever, doing something to, to, to Yggdrasil. But obviously, I have no idea what that's about. But how does this dude know anything about this orb and why does he want it so bad? Well, let's back up a second, first of all. Eric was just carrying this forge this whole time and he never bothered to use it to escape or anything. I was just going to let it go. I was just going to let it go. I'm guessing he threw that away in the garbage too. And when he <laughs> found it. He was just like, Oh shoot. The orb isn't here, but I got this tiny forge. That's apparently a big deal. It is neat though. Like I enjoy making stuff with it. But then because when when you talk to another blacksmith later, he's like, you got a mini forge? That's awesome! A fun-sized forge. And it's like, yeah, it is. Eric, you didn't think to give this to me before? <laughs> yeah. Um, but to go back to the orb, I have to assume that whoever it was, the the her that he keeps mentioning that told him to stick with the luminary probably told him the orb is important. That's literally the only thing I can think of. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because they still haven't established at all who that is. I assume at some point we'll probably run into that person, but it's just a mysterious her that he keeps mentioning. Yeah. Uh, after hanging out with Dirk and Eric being like, hey, you, you want to come with us to this? He's like, man, I got a wife. What do you think? No, man, I didn't want to be a thief in the first place. You were just my friend. And he's like, oh, yeah, you always did want to settle down, and you really settled in a big way. Trading business or whatever it is. I assume trading because he's selling stuff. Some kind of merchantry. And you got married? Wow. I'm like, yeah, things sure are going really well for him. Almost wish, you know, I wasn't the luminary. 
your luminary that's that's the two things your luminary does is he just constantly like beats down the door and throws fireballs everywhere and then constantly complains about the fact that he's the luminary he's like i can't believe this crap this dude's getting married and has this huge successful business and i'm immediately thrown in the dungeon just off of this stupid mark on my hand and the fact that I got lightning powers that I shoot from the sky. This sucks. Brrr, lightning bolts. Everyone's like, what? 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 Why are you doing that? People are like, are you sure he's the luminary? Because I thought the luminary was supposed to save us. <laughs> Why is he always setting everything on fire? I must burn it all to purify it. <laughs> so then you find out that you need to go to Kingsboro because yes. that's where his orb is. Which again, still the most important thing as far as as far as he's concerned. Luckily, though, Cobblestone just happens to be on the way. So he's like, I guess we can stop by while we're at it. Oh, bro. I don't understand if you were that like you weren't there for the sinister way he said go deal with it and then immediately say you're dark spawn and need to die. But I feel like that's the most important thing that we should be doing. Your orb, which is allegedly safe in this massive Fort Knox style king dungeon place. <laughs> isn't going anywhere unless this orb has the ability to move itself in which case if it does please let me know because that sounds awesome does this orb teleport is that how it got from the garbage to dirk's hand is that how it got in your hands in the first place have you already been to kingsboro you seem to know where it's at so yeah is that where they stole it from originally did they just put it back you, you you find out that you have to go through Mansgrove, and everyone's like, oh, no, I don't want to be you right now. You got to turn back. What's the worst that could happen? This is going to be easy. I got to tell you, man, the first sections of Mansboro or Mansgrove or Man whatever. Mangrove, I think, yeah. Sucked. So just like Pokemon... Poison status doesn't go away after a battle. Yeah, which is really pretty true of most RPGs, except for a lot of modern ones where they're nicer about that. But, I mean, obviously, yeah, coming off of Final Fantasy where it did, but, like, even in old Final Fantasies, it used to stick around. But in Dragon Quest in the beginning, you don't really have a good way to deal with poison. <laughs> the only thing that you have is these antidotes and so as soon as I came across a shop, I bought up a whole bunch of them because I was thinking, okay, well, this is going to suck. Eventually, when somebody got poisoned, I, I, ended only, I ended up only having to use like two or three. But until I realized that the poison was still happening, because it's very clear when it does, just like in the old Pokemon games, like the whole screen would flash and it was very clear. Something bad happened. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess he's still poisoned. I, I, I don't know if you're aware, but he kind of hurt real bad right now. I'm like, I'm just going to ignore this problem and hope it goes away. It didn't. 
Yeah. Joke's on me, I guess. And until you get, like, evac and zoom, like, dungeons can be kind of dangerous in Dragon Quest. Admittedly, they give you Chimera Wings right off the bat. They give you several of them. Yeah, which make which lets you do zoom until you get the spell, yeah. And I keep forgetting that they're a thing, so I haven't really used them. Un- un- until we mentioned it just now. I forget about it. And in other dungeons, I've been like, okay, I guess I got to heal up or whatever. This kind of sucks. I'm like, maybe I'll just run past people and go out to the save point because I keep forgetting about them. I know at one point you were like, oh, yeah, I, I made it through about halfway through the dungeon. Then I went out to the save point and I'm like, why on earth would you do that? You go halfway through the dungeon only to fight all the monsters on the way back. And just now am I realizing you probably used a Chimera Wing. Well, I used the Evac spell. Chimera Wing is the equivalent of the Zoom spell that teleports you back to a town. Evac just makes you leave the dungeon. Yeah, see, I didn't... I didn't know that was a thing. As someone who has played a lot of Dragon Quest, so I know that. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. No, there's a spell Evac. Because if you cast Zoom in a dungeon or something, like a cave, uh, you'll start to fly and you immediately bang your head on the ceiling and fall down. Like, there's an actual animation they included for if you cast Zoom inside a building. I've never even cast Zoom, so... And so you use Evac to get out of the building or cave or whatever it is, and then you can cast Zoom. Evac is basically an escape rope in Pokemon. Like, it just drops you off at the entrance. To my credit, I never used one. Same goes for escape rope. I Just before I know I'm going in a dungeon, now that I have heal, it doesn't matter that much. The only thing I was really doing was keeping status effects, but I would just take a bunch of those medicinal things with me. And it's like, now that I, you know, shortly, in the very near future, I'm going to get a mini forge, which then I'm just going to make all my items from now on anyway. So money basically immediately has no point. So I just buy a ton of items or whatever and just... Yeah, and then you just, like I said in the last episode, just like never sell anything because you never know what can go in the forge, all sorts of random crap. Well, and that's the thing is like, I have noticed that if you forge something and you do a really, really good job, it's worth quite a bit of money. Mm -hmm. So then you can sell that, but it's like, I don't know if I want to do that because what if I need it later on? And like a... It, it threw me off a little bit at first, too, because it calls it, like, plus one, plus two, plus three, but it gives you way more than one, two, or three more to those stats. Like, it's a big improvement. What? Well, because I've been using a plus three sword on the main guy for a while, because that's the very first thing I did was I happened to get a plus three, and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And I was going around, and I was destroying everything, and then Eric is doing, like, maybe 15 damage or something. I'm like, okay, listen up, scrub. You gotta get better. What is this crap? Yeah, no, making a plus, like, a big plus, it adds a lot more than just that number. It just is an illustration of, like, the level of quality, because I think plus three is as high as you can go. Because I got a plus three once, and it was like, perfect! Yeah, plus three at this level seems to be as high as you can go. Yeah. It might be, it might get better later or something. Well, because, like, every time you level up, like, you get better at the forge anyway, so it wouldn't surprise me. Yes. 
And then you get those perfectionist pearls to go back and fix things, which I think is a really cool idea because you can use those and don't have to constantly have new raw materials. Except for the fact that I didn't realize that's what they were at first. And I was like, I don't want to use this. I let, Let's just say I have several bronze swords because <laughs> even though the first one I made was a plus three, I was like, well, maybe I'll need another one. And then it was a plus one because I was playing around with the different types of finesses that you have. Yeah. And now I have a, a finesse that, you know, does like half damage and everything, but the damage in general goes down as the temperature goes down. So it's one of those things where you really have to like pay attention and you really basically have to use the forge a ton to really know what is going to do what. I I think the the forge is like, it's a really cool concept and it's a lot more interesting than like the item creation stuff from previous games because you it used to be you literally would just stick a bunch of items in a pot and it would just give you something. And that was the end of it. And like, I, I like, I think the forge is really cool. Yeah. I absolutely love the forge. Cause here's the thing. The very first campsite you get to, he's like, you know what? I got this cool tool that would have been super useful this entire time. And I'm going to give it to you right now. Cause this is where the, that's, that's where you got the mini forges going through the whole uh, mangrove thing. Yeah, the very first place you stop and rest, yeah, in the mangrove. And I I really do. I really like the mini. And then there's a merchant who just randomly shows up every time you camp, and is just like, I've got stuff. That is, that is so weird. There's nobody around for miles, and in this case, there's just a dog. But boom, hey, there's a merchant. He, he's like, those merchants have an eagle eye. They, and can, they can spot a campfire for miles. They, and they can they smell one, the deal. They're like, hey, Luminary, I know it's you. <laughs> and I know you got deep pockets. All that adventuring. Yeah. By the way, I also happen to be a bank. I don't know if they are, but. I don't think they actually are, but that would be really funny. If you funny. want to take all of your money out and then spend it at my shop, feel free. I still haven't actually used the banks. I mean, I'm aware of where they are, but I just never have deposited anything. At the very next town, well, I guess it's kind of a little while from here, but the very next major town that you go to, I deposited three grand because I'm like, I don't have another use for it. And so, like, whatever, I guess. I mean, it is good to have it for safekeeping in case you run the risk of of uh, dying, which I did run into a couple fights where I was like, wow, this is really hard all of a sudden. <laughs> so I probably should take advantage of that. There was one fight in the mangrove where I can't remember where it was, but I the main character died. And Eric was still alive. He completed the battle because it was only like one hit away from dying. And then, so nice, the main character immediately comes back with one HP. And I was like, sweet, heal, 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 heal. Which she's the only one who does that because if somebody else dies, they stay dead. Yes. So I was very happy that the main character actually died in this case. Because he just immediately came back at one health. Yeah, because otherwise, I mean, there's a resurrection item that you can get, but it's super expensive. But because the main way you're supposed to do it is to go back to the the church and pray. 
Which I guess with Zoom and everything like that, you can just immediately do that. So it's not... Well, and eventually you can get, you know, like, actual resurrection spells. I mean, you could in previous games, so I can only assume that'll happen here, but... In the beginning of the game, you know, it's like, well, I'd l- if you can give a- give us a generous donation to the church, I can bring your friend back. Oh, you have to do a donation thing? Yeah, and it's based on the level of the person who's dead, I think. Ooh. It's not like a ton. I, It's like five gold times their level or something. Like, it's not crazy, but... Oh, that's not bad. So I guess money does have a purpose that I just haven't encountered yet. Everything you can do at the church other than saving and divination costs money. I don't understand what else you would do. I've seen that there's a whole bunch of options, but I've never used any of them. Well, so divination tells you how much EXP everybody needs to level up. Benediction, like there can be, you could get like a cursed item and if you equip it, it won't come off and you need one of them. Like the priest can remove the curse for you. They actually have a lot of services. And eventually they can, like, reset skill points and stuff. I mean, they, they seem to have a lot of things. Okay. That's all I needed to know. Now I can start spending my skill points. I will say, from the last time we had this little chat, I went out and I bought Flame Sword, which is super nice. Oh, yeah. Flame Strike's great. And then I went out. Are you using got- the single-handed sword? Yes. I use a single-handed sword because, wow, that shield. Yeah, the shields are super nice. The ability to randomly just block an attack entirely. Yep. That's so nice. And I would not give up for the extra five points of damage that I may do. Yeah, no, the the block chance is nice. And I think it also still gives you a little bit more defense on top of that. Oh, yeah, because it raises your defense. Yeah. But just being able to occasionally block something because I can tell you there's several boss fights. I think in one of them that is this coming up here very soon. I, I didn't take a single hit on the main character because of that. There are a few times where the boss actually just missed entirely, but I think I got like three block chances in that battle. Yeah. Cause it gives you a different message. Cause it'll specifically say you deflect it with your shield rather than just, it's a miss. Well, and there's an animation for it, too. Yeah. If it's a physical attack, I mean, now, I've never blocked a magic attack, so I don't know if it's... I don't think magic can miss. I will say the AoE spell is not nearly as great as I thought it would be. It clearly says a group of enemies, but what it means is a group of the same type. Yes, it will loop together a group of, like, slimes. or Yeah, it'll be the same thing, because when you go to attack them, it'll say, like, slimes three or something. Yeah, I mean, there are later, there are ones that are literally hit everything. But, yeah, the initial one, like, Sizz and Zap are just a group of enemies. Which is, I have to admit, is a little upsetting. Because I was hoping, because I kept using it and kept thinking, okay, well, maybe it'll hit the other guy. And then it just never did. And I eventually realized it. I think is kind of annoying that it always hits your entire party. I mean, I guess we're a group of humans, but that is just kind of annoying. It's like, so for me... You're technically a group of monsters. I feel like I should be able to hit your entire group when you can hit my entire group, but whatever. 
I guess in the interest of fairness, you just get to do whatever you want because monster. I'm going to kill you anyway. Sometimes the monsters get uh, pretty ridiculous. Like there's a particular monster, at least in previous games. So I assume it will show up because a lot of the same monsters keep coming back. But there's one that like constantly wastes its turn because it's like it tries to cast a spell, but it doesn't have any MP. And then that'll be its turn. and It'll just keep doing that. Well, there are some monsters that are just like, he's screwing around right now. I'm like, bro. This is not the time. You're about to die. You could at least flee. Yeah. Next attack. Boom. That slime's dead. (laughs) Poor slimes. Buddy, what are you doing? Well, now he's sleeping for a really long time. And so, oh, geez, where where even were we? Oh, mangrove. Yeah, we were in the the, the mangrove. The mangrove. Monogrove. The tree, which I have to say, there was a bunch of or- or- ogres, ogres, <laughs> ogre looking things at the bottom that I definitely wanted to kill, even knowing that I probably wouldn't be able to take them on because I'm assuming you come back later. I have to assume, like, a lot of these things really get that vibe of this is just the beginning and we're definitely going to be passing through here again because, yeah, there's so many things that you just can't get to. Because you can't Which get down the bottom. Which is also kind of annoying, because then it's just like, oh, let's go back to the same areas you've already been, but they're slightly different. I say that, but I mean, and I do agree, especially coming off of um, the 7 remake that had that problem, but the Dragon Quest world already feels like it's going to be way bigger than the, the Final Fantasy than Midgar was. And maybe I'll be wrong about that, but I'm just getting the impression there's going to be a lot here. I mean, it it does, it already seems, it does seem very, very open. It, it doesn't, I wouldn't say that it's as compact as Midgar is, because if Midgar was spread out in such a way, I think it would have felt larger. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like Midgar was very dense in terms of like, it, there's a lot squeezed into a little space, but the, the Dragon Quest maps, even like in the dungeons, they tend to feel really big. I don't know if you've been to different dungeons than me, but none of the dungeons we've really been to have seen very long to me. Now I will say, I'm not saying long. The dungeons have actually generally been short. I just mean like the sense of scale is very big. Cause like it's really wide open and stuff within it. No, the dungeons so far have been pretty short. Okay. So yes, it, they do seem very large in a sense that they're very open and everything, which I mean, Midgar was always going to have that problem because no, there's for only sure. so much you can fit into a smaller space. No, I, I definitely get that. I was just saying, like, it the feel is very different just because they made it so, like you said, it feels open comparatively. Because it's probably going to be the same problem that Cyberpunk 77 is going to have. Cyberpunk 2077. They said that the map is not as large as the Witcher universe. But it's insanely dense. So while it may not be as big, there is going to be a lot packed into a small area, which, I mean, both options have their advantages and disadvantages. Oh, for sure. And I mean, given of the two, I do tend to kind of like the denser feel because it doesn't feel like as much wasted space. But I do think the wide openness works for Dragon Quest because it's supposed to be like, you know, you're kind of exploring this wide open world. Whereas like it, don't get me wrong. 
I definitely think that was the right thing for Midgar, because like you said, having a huge city being super broad, like that wouldn't have made any sense. Everything is, especially in the slums where everybody's just trying to squeeze in where they can. And then you have the opposite problem with Final Fantasy XV, where it's massively huge and you get a taste of it. And then they're like, nope, linear path. <laughs> Rest of the game. Ah, Why? And I do think Final Fantasy, the the Final Fantasies that have gone with the super open one, like, say, Final Fantasy twelve, that's one of my least favorites, because it, there's a lot of just like, what am I even doing here just wandering around? Because it feels like there's not much point to it, whereas I don't really feel that way with Dragon Quest, at least yet. Maybe I will later. And that was sort of the same thing with Witcher, where at a certain point, it's like, why am I even out here in the middle of nowhere? Oh, there's a check mark where some guy was captured for the thousandth time. Yeah. But looking at the list of side quests, like if you actually go into the side quest menu, there's not very many in Dragon Quest. There's like 30, which implies that like all this stuff they added, very little of it is, you know, detours, unless they're just things that aren't part of the side missions. But like, if I actually have a reason to go to all these places, it's not going to feel nearly as dumb as, uh, okay, I guess there's another question mark out here. Which is actually a little unfortunate because it's both, from my perspective, a blessing and a curse. It's unfortunate because there's not going to be as much, you know, basically you're just going to be chasing the main story the whole time, which is fine because there's always going to be stuff going on because even the quests, the side quests that we have now, and I get that it's the beginning of the game, but they're very, very light. I think one side quest was, hey, go to the top of this building and get this oh, yeah, thing all, for me. All the side quests so far have, again, just kind of felt like a tutorial on a side quest. Like, yeah, there's like nothing to it. It's like, you can climb buildings. I don't know if you know that. Thanks. Cool. I'm like, oh, you can also jump from an infinite height and not take any damage. Well, that's cool. But, Which we immediately then proved when we jumped off that cliff. Exactly. And it's almost like, hey, girl, you're about to fall off this cliff. Don't worry, because there isn't fall damage in this universe. I thought I was done for. Well, I can tell you for 100% certainty, you'd have been fine. Gravity is just a suggestion. I recently found out I'm the luminary. Yeah, I know. And you're immediately leaving town. <laughs> Maybe that's why you don't take fall damage, because you're the luminary, and everybody else actually does. So the whole time, I'm like jumping on top of buildings and then falling down. The entire party's like, ugh, why did we go up here just to immediately jump off? You have got <laughs> to be kidding me. Well, maybe they're and safe. Then every single time he slams down on the ground and yells, I'm the luminary. And then the guards come over and attack us. Why? Now my, now my knees hurt and I'm being attacked. Eric's like, I regret everything about this decision. It's like, why did I let you out? Please stop doing this. And then I just give him a long look. And then climb up the building again. I'm the luminary. <laughs> so. so inside the mana grove, yeah. we 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 took a rest at this random woodcutter's place. The bridge is broken. 
and this dog is following us around, which I immediately was like, that's got to be a person. Well, I was immediately like, can I pet the dog? I don't seem to be able to pet the dog. This game sucks. You can't pet the dog. I know. That I was, that I was able. And I'm like, this is all weird. This seems, you walk up, the dog's like, hey, over here. Okay, well, this is clearly a person because there's nobody here. So then you walk over and you, actually, no, 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 I didn't. I wasn't that smart, Andrew. I was like, oh, cool, it's a dog. He's being weird. Oh, man, his owner must be dead. This game's getting dark. I'm getting Witcher flashbacks at this moment in time. (laughs) So then I walk over. And uh, then you you touch this leaf. Cool. Now we're in a flashback, and this woodcutter's the same leaf that we were talking about last time. It's like, well, that looks interesting in the city that we couldn't do anything with, but now we can. Although this, in my, I will say this actually does look different. This is different than the leaves that were wrapped around the trees. Because the leaf, I was, you're right, because we come across another one of those later, but this is basically just a single leaf shooting up out of the ground. It wasn't attached to another tree like the other leaves that we had seen were. So we touch it, and then we have this little video about this woodcutter going, I love life. Life is amazing. I love cutting wood. I can't think of a reason why I wouldn't do that. And I'm like, cool, so somebody murdered this dog's owner. (laughs) And so then this this tricky devil thing shoots up out of the thing or whatever, and he's like, hey, I'm the Wicked Witch of the West, and I just destroyed this bridge, you idiot. I'm like, cool, he's going to turn him into the dog. Then he's like, guess what? Uh, I don't know, chicken butt? Boom, he turns him into a, an, into a dog. What a twist. I had actually found the empty chest. Me too earlier and i was like empty chest well that's weird i'm like it's not even a mimic or something yeah that was the same reaction i had i'm like like what does it mean it's empty that doesn't even make any sense I'm like who else is going here looting looting chess on the luminary <laughs> eric's like i know like dude you've got to stop telling people there's nobody here like i'm telling the chest <laughs> why you got to get out of that habit. And, and and so then this thing's like, oh, ha, ha, in the movie, I'm going to do something to this chest. And I'm like, bro, I already walked past that chest. Me and Eric were already here. I shouted about being the luminary and then we left. But now that I've seen this video, I guess let's go see this thing because maybe it hadn't showed up yet. Maybe this was just a very recent event. Maybe while we were sleeping, this happened while we were asleep. This tricky devil thing comes up out of nowhere, turns this dude into a dog. And then he's like, guys, are you serious? Like, you didn't notice? I was there. I was the merchant. I was there that night. (laughs) And now there's a dog. Guys, are you kidding me right now? And all you hear is like, man. Would somebody, like, I know I didn't pet you, but, like, would somebody shut this guy up? He's really, like, going nuts here. (laughs) 
So then you go out and you have a boss battle with him. And this is the one where like I, I ended up just absolutely destroying him because he kept trying to hit me and I kept just blocking it whenever he didn't use a spell for whatever reason, my luck was really on par because I just kept blocking it over and over. And I'm like, this is awesome. Eric is meanwhile getting his butt handed to him, but whatever, I'll occasionally heal him. And then he's like, okay, well, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll turn you back into the woodcutter or no, he didn't even do that. He died, (laughs) disappeared. And then the guy was like, oh, I guess the magic's just up, bro. Did either of you even think about that before you just killed this thing? (laughs) What if that hadn't been the case? Like, you didn't know that he was just going to turn back into a regular person. Neither of you are equipped to deal with this, and you just killed him and just hoped for the best. From my perspective, from my luminary, I totally get it, but Andrew, that was incredibly irresponsible of you. (laughs) I mean, you're right. Yeah, your your luminary was just like, what's that thing? I'm going to go kill it. Eric's like, we might need it. I'm going to go kill it. Would you stop? And then he's just like, he's like tanking these hits with this thing. And he's like, I'm having a great time. Meanwhile, this thing just keeps whipping Derek in the face. And he's like, or whipping Eric in the face. And he's like, dude, please. (laughs) This is the worst. Can I get a heal over here? It's like me and, and Cloud on the bike all over again. It's like, please, Red, can I get a heal? We happen to save his life. And then he's like, we go, oh, by the way, it'd be real nice if you'd fix that bridge. He's like, oh, yeah, I love woodworking, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to go <laughs> fix that bridge right now. Making, I can't think of anything I like more than making bridges. This is amazing. He's like, this is what I was born for. You're the luminary, and I build bridges. And then he's like, I dare say, it's even stronger than it was before. I'm like, cool. As soon as I stepped over that bridge, I'm like, I'm the luminary! And lightning comes out of the sky and strikes that bridge down. <laughs> yeah, I was full, when he says that, I was fully expecting it to like snap immediately. But then the other thought is, Dude, it took you like five minutes to build it. No wonder the blast bridge was not very strong. If that, if this is better than last time, <laughs> or did it take weeks? And is that the real reason why it took us forever to get back to? So that's why cobblestone was destroyed. Yeah, exactly. Which is what we're coming up on. Except fake out cobblestone's just fine. But in the past? And it's like, cool, it's cobblestone. Hey, man, what's up? And he's like, I don't know who you are. Oh, you grew up here? That's cool. Well, if you go talk to this lady, she'll let you live there. What? Bro, we just met. I understand it's probably been like, a year because that guy had to fix an entire bridge but I was just here by himself no less there and you talk to your mom and, and she's like, like hey what's up mom how's it going and she's like I don't know who you think you are but that's not funny my my kid's only like six years old and they're like wait what <laughs> back up I was immediately like mom what is going on with you 
I'm the luminary. We just discussed this. She's like, get out of here. What? Why are you making up lies? So then you go down to the tree and grandma's there. (laughs) Grandma. No, Gemma. Yeah. Gemma's there. I he does call him granddad, by the way. Yeah. I find out in this video. He calls her mama, but he calls him granddad. Okay. But Gemma's at the tree. Turns out she's been lying to us this whole time. She said I got the bandana down for her. Technically, she wasn't lying. But she didn't know that. She's like, remember when you got the thing down from the tree for me? I'm like, no, I don't remember that because I remember some old dude who looks an awful lot like me did it. Well, she wasn't lying, though. I know. I just said that she wasn't lying technically, but she didn't know that. No, 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 no. But I mean, the game very quickly establishes as we continue on that like you actually changed things by showing up. This isn't just you revisiting like that. Didn't The first time around, it was the young version of you that did it. Oh. Really? Yeah. Because you go th- keep going through. Well, and, and this is what I want to say. I distinctly want to say that this route was different. It was bigger and it was wrapped around an actual tree. So now that gives me a theory that maybe you can change the king's mind or influence him in a way of sorts because there's a gigantic tree there that also has a root wrapped around it i mean at some point probably like maybe that's that maybe that'll be what we're doing when we come back through is like making changes to stuff because like adjust it's interesting that we're playing two games in a row that seem to involve like timeline shenanigans yeah and i had no idea i thought i was i was like this is so weird this is so weird well because during this section at first i was like did they somehow send the city back in time? Is that what's going on here? Yeah, that's what I thought too, because I'm like, how would that solve the problem? You already know that the luminary's there. You didn't, you know, take care of him when he was young. So why? And and I really couldn't I, I couldn't wrap my head around it until you actually go out and you talk to your grandfather. And he's like, oh, I knew it was you immediately. You know, tell me the story. Then you tell him everything that happens. And it's like, hey, man, maybe you should have mentioned that in the letter that Cobblestone was going to be, you know, raised. Although I guess technically when you showed up, this whole thing immediately happened. So maybe it happened. Maybe you didn't even know that the town was going to get destroyed as a result. Because it isn't until after this whole scene that you actually find out that it's actually destroyed. But we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. So you t- after you talk to your grandpa, and he goes, like, I would never have sent you there if I had known. And just does the whole, you know, loving grandpa thing. Because he clearly does care about you. Yeah. And, and, and then he tells you to go to um, this, like, this tree. That happens to be on the way to uh, Kingsborough, but he's like, you know, you'll get what you need there. It's at Cobblestone Falls, and it's a three-sided smooth rock. Oh, that's right. Yes. And and then right after you do that, you, like, snap back to reality, 
Well, first off, he disappears. You don't snap back to reality yet because he disappears and then you walk back and you talk to yourself as a child. Oh, that's right. Because he goes back, you go talk to yourself at the tree. And he's like, oh, hey, by the way, thanks for getting the rope down. I was on my way. Did you, you know, have a nice talk with my granddad? And it's like, oh, yeah, we talked, whatever. And then you snap out of it. Yeah. And Eric's like, uh, you okay, man? Like, I know this has got to be a big shock to you. And like the whole town is just destroyed. What that more importantly, he's like, I understand that this is a big shock and everything, but we kind of do need to go. And I was like, big shock. What are you talking about? And like, will you freaking quit it with the whole, I need to get this orb thing. And then I'm immediately made angry because that's when you find out that the whole place was actually destroyed. And I was like, dude, you're going to bring up your stupid orb right now. I don't know if you like understand this or not, Eric, even though I've mentioned it about a thousand times, but I'm the luminary. I don't care about your stupid orb. The entire town that I grew up in was just raised to the floor and nobody is left. Because of the way you said that, I am now officially imagining that your luminary is Macho Man Randy Savage. (laughs) I'm the luminary. You can imagine that, but that's not true, Andrew. But it would be cooler if he was. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Snap it to a Slim Jim. Then you you have an opportunity to kind of look around the town. And some priest shows up and they're like, oh, yeah, I was trying to get here in time to stop it. I had heard that they were going to come destroy the place that the dark spawn was was born in. And it's like, cool. So even you people are against me now? Well, yeah, but the fact that they call it the Darkspawn, like, does that mean that the king and the knights told people it was something different? Which And also comes back to, just how long have you been gone that there was time for this to all spread around that this guy heard about it and tried to come running? And he's like, oh, yeah, I heard about it, and I tried to come help and maybe persuade them to not do it. And it's like, it's almost as if, you know, maybe, you know, they're not... It almost makes you wonder who the Dark Ones actually are, and it's like, am I right? Yeah, Mm, man. Interesting. He's like, oh, by the way, there's a bed you can sleep in. Inside the burnt-down church. He's like, oh, it seems to be fine. I think you can also sleep in your house's bed, because for some reason that bed is also fine. Which is not creepy at all, just like lying down inside the completely burnt-down rubble of your own home, being like, Yep, this is good. This is fine. And just like rolling over. Yeah, this is totally great. (laughs) Hey, Derek, you know, for your whole stupid orb comment, you're sleeping on the floor. But but there's another bed on the floor. Like, dude, I could just take a rest at the church. Get on the floor right now. (laughs) Because I don't know if you're aware of this. I'm the luminary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How dare you? 
so this traveling priest, uh, you know, lets you save your game and all that important stuff. And then you decide to go find this rock because it's on the way to the orb. And Eric probably wouldn't let you if it wasn't on the way because he's clearly a, got a one track mind. And I was like, don't worry, man, it's on the way. And I think he even brings that up, brings that up again. He's like, oh, cool. The falls that's on the way. Good thing it's on the way to Kingsboro. It's like, dude, shut up about the orb. <laughs> I don't even want to get you the orb at this point. If there is a way for me to go back and answer no to going and getting that orb, I would have. But thou must. So you get to this rock and you find that there is a little box with two letters inside. One letter is the original letter that seems to be from your mother. And then another letter, which at this moment in time is unknown. Uh, And then uh, Eric is like, oh, yeah, that one seen better days. I'm like, cool, man. Would you just we're going to go get your stupid orb. Would you like shut up for a minute here, dude? Give, Give me a minute, Eric. And then you open it up, and yes, it is from your mother, and she tells you, hey, you are a prince of this other kingdom. The kingdom that you're currently in has always been really good friends, so when you come of age, just go talk to the king. Everything will be great. And uh, then it says, you know, I tried it very heavy, she's dead, which if anything, if Final Fantasy VII has taught me anything... I think she's actually alive somewhere, <laughs> whether that's true or not. And it probably isn't. Uh, she was given off very um dead vibes. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, I have to assume she wrote that note and cause it was probably it was one of those situations, I'm sure, where like if she ha- hadn't died, she probably would have just destroyed the letter. Well, yeah. Or at least hadn't split off and run off because like we saw in the beginning she you know goes and does a diversionary thing so it's possible she could have gotten away but well especially since your presumed sister is like immediately attacked or, or, or like immediately gives up your position so it's possible they focused all efforts on her and you so it it's it is potential that she is alive Albeit very remote. And if she, maybe she just couldn't find you. Uh, or maybe she figured it was for the best. You know, whatever. You yeah. know, if you didn't grow up wherever you were at. And maybe she's been captured or something and maybe you can save her later. Who knows? I would have to assume that's what's going to happen to your sister. Is that she was probably captured or something and then you, you need to go save her. Um, if not also your mother but uh it's also been many many years so it's possible that she just died of old age anyway yeah it's been at least 10 you know it's been like 16 at least right because i think well, it's yeah, i think you were 16 say, i'm pretty sure they say you're in between 16 to 18 yeah when somewhere you, in there you're, somewhere in that age range is when you climb the mountain so it's been almost 20 years yeah it's, it's been a while so she may i mean she looked pretty young when she was you know carrying you off anyway so she i don't know heavy dead vibes 
And then you immediately get a letter from your grandpa and he's like, oh yeah, it was real strange talking to you. And you know, I got this letter. So that's why I sent you there. And I'm sitting there like, Hey man, why did you still have mom send me to that King then? Well, that's where I'm like, I'm pretty sure you changed things because otherwise that whole situation makes no sense. But Andrew, that also suggests that that kid eventually grew up. So is that just an alternate timeline? Now, I was going to say maybe that kid didn't go, but then he just would have been killed in the town too, because if he never went, well, that kid was very clearly you. So that's no, what I I'm get getting that. at. But I mean, like, it would have been you who never let. I I don't know. It, it timeline stuff never makes sense. That Time immediately creates confusing. a paradox of sorts if you're actually changing something. Unless that was it, they had to send you, because otherwise it would have been a paradox. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> maybe, or or maybe he, it's also very possible that he died right there. Although, no, he didn't because then he wouldn't have had time to dig that hole and everything. Right. So, like, and write the letter. So he had to have. Yeah. Again, it's like, dude. So it's very clearly the same timeline. Maybe he, maybe he just knows it happens to work out. So he just has to send you anyway. Like, is this just one of those situations where, like, he's knowingly condemning the town by doing it this way, but he knows he doesn't have a choice? And I'm like, now I feel really sad. Dude, that might be why he died, because he's been carrying this burden with him this entire time. That makes it, oh, that makes it even more dark, and I feel so much worse now. This poor guy who is just trying to do the right thing by the child that he believes to be the luminary. Well, and is the luminary, obviously, but. And who he clearly loves is his grandson and just like wants things to work out for. He's like, I knowingly have to condemn him and the entire town and not say anything about it. And that weight is going to have to be on him this entire time. Yeah. Oh, man, that just that really bums me out. Yeah. What a depressing note to. Because that's the only way to realistically close the paradox. Yeah. On that really depressing note, like, I kind of need to go recover a little bit because I'm really sad now. So I think that's going to have to do it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the world in general sucks at the moment. For, for those, anybody listening in the future, this is 2020 right now. So as <laughs> you know, enough right there to let you know what was going on. And now this. Everything is awful. But yes, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, you can find us on Twitter or on our Discord or via email, and the links for that will be included in the episode description. Now, I don't know if you were aware, (laughs) but I'm the luminary. (laughs) 